This is Canada HR News for April 18, 2022. I'm Elena Bobireva. In today's episode, we will cover the news related to recruitment and neurodiversity, hiring spree of financial services industry, executives' perceptions of employees who are off-camera during meetings, and other topics. Stay with us to get the latest HR updates. CBC News reports that only one in three people with autism are employed, but many more of those on the spectrum want to work. The founders of a job fair for those with autism hope employers will realize these highly skilled job seekers can help solve a national labor shortage. Now, in its sixth year, the job fair has grown from having 150 to almost 2,000 job seekers with autism, all looking to connect with recruiters in tech, finance, hospitality, and retail organizations across the country. Getting companies to take part has been difficult. Of the 10,000 employers contacted by the organizers in the last six years, just 40 companies took part in this year's job fair. Data compiled by the Public Health Agency of Canada found that in 2017, just 33% of Canadian adults with autism reported being employed. This is compared to 79% of adults without a disability. That said, some of the big four accounting firms are specifically tapping into this talent pool. Ernst & Young has launched the Neurodiversity Centre of Excellence in Toronto in 2020, with a goal of recruiting employees with autism, ADHD, or other sensory and cognitive differences. Deloitte Canada is another corporation with an eye on hiring the neurodiverse. These companies are changing the interview process so that it focuses more on competence rather than how a candidate might behave in a certain scenario. It is hoped that neurodiverse Canadians can help close the existing talent gap. According to Reuters, Canada's biggest banks started fiscal 2022 on a hiring spree, adding staff to boost digital capabilities. Clients are seeking more advice and personalized solutions, and not having qualified employees would hurt banks' long-term growth. The top five banks increased their Canadian full-time equivalent positions to a record 172,000 in the first quarter of fiscal 2022, up 4.3% from a year ago for the fastest pace in at least three years. The banks are trying to plug the digital gaps they recognized during the pandemic and are starting to get more aggressive as they compete with large technology firms in recruitment. Even in a tight labor market, banks can turn to contractors and gig workers with employees themselves seeking more flexibility. Bank of Montreal grew its Canadian workforce by 7.5%, the fastest of major lenders. To retain talent, BMO is offering remote working flexibility, particularly to technology workers, if their roles allow. Ontario hospitals grapple with staffing pressures from the latest wave of COVID-19 cases. London Health Sciences Centre said the sixth wave was having a significant impact from rising numbers of staff who are off work because of COVID-19 infections or exposures. Kingston Health Sciences Centre said more employees were calling in sick with COVID-19 than at any other time during the pandemic. About 200 employees were off last Wednesday because they had COVID-19 and more employees were off 
because their immediate contacts had COVID-19. Ontario most recently paused surgeries and other procedures in January, when hospitals were under pressure from the first wave of Omicron cases. Since then, the province has lifted most public measures aimed at controlling the virus, and officials indicated they won't be brought back as cases and hospitalizations rise again. The concerns arise those surgeries could again be cancelled. Health Minister Christine Elliott said that the risk of that happening is not high because the province has added hospital beds and now has antiviral drugs to treat COVID-19. Nova Scotia's COVID-19 paid sick leave program will be extended until May 7, 2022, the same date that Canada's sickness recovery benefit will end. The extension means that sick days between April 1 and May 7 may be eligible for reimbursement. The COVID-19 paid sick leave program grants four days of paid sick leave to employees who cannot work remotely and miss less than half of their scheduled work hours in a week due to COVID-related issues. The program grants up to $20 per hour or $160 per day, with a maximum of $640 per employee. The program had been scheduled to end March 31st. Alberta correctional officers are no longer required to be clean-shaven. The revised policy means applicants with facial hair and medical or religious exemptions can now apply to be a correctional peace officer. While officers are typically required to be clean-shaven so that respiratory masks fit as tightly as possible around their face, newly purchased personal protective equipment will help accommodate facial hair. The new equipment will allow officers, regardless of religion or medical requirements, to complete their duties in a safe manner. Interesting findings come from the United States about remote workforce. The recent survey reveals that 92% of business executives in the United States think employees who are frequently on mute or don't turn on their camera during virtual meetings probably don't have a long-term future at their company. Notably, more than 44% of the respondents strongly agree with this statement. 200 U.S. executives with a minimum seniority of vice president at companies of 500 or more employees participated in the survey. The lack of engagement opens the door to executives making assumptions about employee behavior. 43% executives suspect that employees who are on mute or off-camera entirely are browsing the internet or social media, texting or chatting. 96% of respondents agree that remote workers are disadvantaged compared to those who work in the office and that remote workers are less connected and have fewer opportunities within the company than their office working counterparts. Surprisingly, nearly half of the executives say they are not providing the tools to allow their workers to be as engaged as their in-person colleagues. Increasing engagement may require a multi-pronged approach. The top three strategies for increasing engagement, as identified by respondents, include highlighting an individual's performance publicly, such as through awards or promotions, providing direct individual feedback, and investing in tools that make collaboration more seamless. This is something to consider for the organizations with a hybrid workforce. 
And this was Canada HR News for April 18, 2022. Please leave us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcast. For more information on the topics discussed today, see the episode description and follow us on Twitter at CADHR News.